Okay, if, as Tony's making his way back up here, we're going to get started again. Um, and I think we want to open it up and give everybody a chance if they have some questions. I, I was asked quite a few um, when we took our break here that we can dig into. Um, but if anybody has any direct questions on their specific business. Oh, no. We're <laughs> I just want to be chewing on the camera, okay? Oh, that's your concern after tonight? Okay. The <laughs> That's the primary concern. Okay. It sure is. Um, so if anybody has questions, just shout it out, and we'll get after it. If not, we'll deal with some of them that I was asked while we were on the break, um, and, and we'll go from there. Okay, pretty active crowd tonight. Right. Don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Only one. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, no, Is there somebody else like that does something similar to you that would be a good referral source for you that you could partner with somebody? That's one one possibility. So instead of you know going outside your lane, doing something that doesn't make you feel comfortable or that you don't really enjoy, maybe there's somebody else that that is their thing. And you know, there's a lot of times that we work with competitors. You know, as long as there's respect in the business and we all know our lanes and the thing that we're in, none of us can do business with everybody. There's plenty of work out there to be done. So there's no excuse for you to do things that you don't enjoy because you're already working another job, if I understand it correctly. So this is a side hustle. Side hustle is supposed to be something that you truly love so you can get through the nine to five that you do that you really don't like, that you're just there because of the health benefits and retirement plan and all that bullshit. Correct? So that's what I would do is I would truly narrow my focus down to what you're truly good at. And honestly and truly, if that's where you maximize your time and maximize your effort and put yourself out into the marketplace doing just that, it's kind of like that build it and they will come scenario. Doing and bringing the things that you want to repurpose. You guys have anything? Well, and I think it works the other way too. If you start doing things you don't want to do, you're going to get more of that. It's a lot harder to, yeah. to stop doing that. Um, you know, we talk about that ideal client and having to get rid of 80%. Well, if you can avoid taking on that 80% initially, it makes it a whole lot easier. There's a perception out there, too, from the client. My clients, everybody's clients, is that everybody knows right now that it's the last two years have not been the easiest time to be a business owner, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's how you put food on the table every day. So... People will come in expecting if they wave their money in front of you, you'll need it bad enough and you'll be their bitch and do it. There is something empowering about not needing that business and not needing that client. The more people that I personally have turned away, the more business I get. Being exclusive is definitely got, is magnetic. It has something to it, a pull to it. So when you're not sure or whether or not that you can even get in to have you do it, I don't even know if I can get in for that. 
all of a sudden the demand for the people that that want your service is going to be greater and the ability for you to charge even more for what you do is going to be greater and if you truly are bringing a quality quality product or service to the marketplace it will be rewarded it's the law of nature like gravity it truly works when we respect it enough to charge what we're worth or what we should be getting if you want to say one thing that i can almost bet on Tarot, I'm just kind of looking around, remember what everybody does here. The number one, I always say number one, one of the top things that business owners suck at is charging for what they do. Yep. We're so afraid not to get the damn sale, we'll do it for freaking nothing. Or we'll do it at a loss. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crap. Your client, your prospect will not value what you do and what it's worth. If you don't freaking value it, make sense? Yeah. So 100%, you already knew your answer before you asked the question. I could see it in your eyes. You already answered it yourself. I just don't want to turn people. I don't want to put a bad taste in their mouth. And mm-hmm. then, a great way to verbalize it is, hey. Well, she isn't going to do it. Or, you know, I, I don't know. I just, Could she claim it as her? So she's Um, the way I would do it is to just say, Hey, you know, I have a great relationship with, uh, with Jenny who does your shit Inc down the street. Let me call her while you're standing right here and let's talk it out with her and see if, see if this is a good fit, because I'm telling you, you're going outside of what my skills of where I feel comfortable working and nobody wants you to fuck their shit up. Right. Well, I know better than you. Psychologically, I think it's good to say and and actually say the fence that you live in and say, here's what I typically do, but I know somebody else who does exactly what you're asking for. I haven't done that. I typically do this, but actually make sure you say that. Because if you don't, if you say, "Uh, you know what, actually, I know somebody who does this. Then when they go to refer somebody else by word of mouth, which we already talked about being the most effective marketing strategy, they're just going to bring up that other person. They're going to bring up Bill, who you brought up. But if you say, I typically do X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to send you to Bill who does A, B, and C, and Bill's going to take care of you. He's super nice. He's super awesome. If somebody ever brings up X, Y, Z, they're going to be like, you know what? I called this lady one time. I didn't really like hire her because she sent me somewhere else, but like I know she does X, Y, and Z really, really well. Because you made sure to say, I do X, Y, and Z, but you're asking for ABC, which I know Bill, south of town, he does that really, really well. And at the end of the day, you're, you are providing a service. They're, they're calling mm-hmm. you. You're Google in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, yep. you're helping them. So they may come back to you after you stated you do X, Y, and Z to know, because they know what you do. I have people that, clients that have asked me, who, you know, who's the fencing guy? But they're, they're calling me to ask who does another service because they rely on. So you become a trusted ally. That's trusted right. advisor. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then, but if they, you need something that you do, they need an appliance, they know they can come to me. It's, it's top of mind. It's, they still know they can contact you. And I'm assuming in this case, you probably get all your business via referral. Am I correct? Or do you actually have a Facebook page, yeah, a website? So one thing you want to do, too, is on your Facebook page is make sure that you set expectations about what you truly do. And so anything that is done as a project by you, if you do some of the stuff and you show pictures of the stuff that you don't want to do, well, then you do it. 
So you only should be showing and advertising the things that you truly want to do, set the parameters of what it's like to do business with you, and that way people have an expectation. So when you say no, they've already been told no once by your Facebook page before they hit come in. You're just giving them confirmation that you don't do it. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Any other questions? That was a good one. Y'all suck, except for her. <laughs> she was awesome. I'll speak up. Okay. So there's some people in this room that picked COVID as the perfect time to start a business. And they've got a social media. It's rolling. But they want more, and it's not quite enough, and they're nervous. They're not sure where to go. This is new to them. They don't know what their next step is. What would be your next step? Okay. So I shouldn't step in and answer. You guys go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I fall into that category, but I'll follow you. Okay, that's cool. So here's a few things that I would do is, number one, a lot of new businesses, you're still, you assume everybody knows what you do because you live it every day. So you assume that they already have an idea exactly what the experience is like doing that business or service. You already have, everybody knows. I'm just telling you, you're the king of your own universe. Nobody else gives a shit, typically, right? So the thing that I would do if it were me in a situation where I was trying to expand my footprint, let more people know, just putting static posts and stuff up about what my business is probably isn't, I mean, it's good, it's authentic, it's telling what my product or service is, but I would honestly take time to maybe put in photo video booth to where when somebody gets done doing the service or gets done using the product, they can vent about how much fun it was, how good it was, how much time it saved them, how much money they saved them. Nobody gives a shit what you say, but they give a shit. What did we just say the best referral source is, is referrals, right? The best new business acquisition tool is satisfied customers or friends or family that, that recommend us. Well, when you have somebody that just used your product or service, and they're right in the peak of excitement of doing it, and you get them on video telling them what it was like and how good they feel and getting all the attributes of what you provide out in the ether, they have credibility. You do not. So my post saying what I do, what I sell is not as effective as one of my clients, and again, in my industry, I'm fucked. I'm not allowed to. In the financial service industry, I can't use testimonials or satisfied clients to say anything. So I'm freaking fighting with my hands tied behind my back. All you lucky bastards in here need to get your clients on tape. You need to get them on video. Have them showing how good you are at what you do, how much value you bring to their life, how their day's difference because you had eyelash extensions put on, you cut their hair. You know, when the power went out, the, the generator kicked in and I had power. That's priceless advertising. That you, it would take millions to create that inauthentically. Millions. You can do it with your cell phone. I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. No, it's that simple to get started. You know, to get started and get the word out, do what you got to do to get it done. But as you grow your business, goddamn, Tony, you stood up, music turned on. What the hell? I have that effect on people. You know. So once you get a little more cash flow going, the budget's getting a little more friendly, at that time you can start talking about we need to have some designers, we need to have some creative directors in place so we get each and every one of these times that a client's happy, 
we make it the most out the most bang for the buck out of that. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yep. I've actually tried that with uh, after I remodel the kitchen for somebody, I asked them to sit down and I use a uh, cell phone. Dick. <laughs> Ask them a few questions and say about their experience, but I only got about five people to do it because most people aren't comfortable being in front of a camera. Like, mm-hmm. What are you asking me? Oh my gosh, you can put this on Facebook. So, do you have any advice on on what to do to get people to be more comfortable? Do you make it more or less not a uh, two people? Sitting if you if you can't get a video testimonial, don't sweat it. Because the most effective thing for me has been Google. Because if I take awesome photos of somebody's wedding or senior pictures or boudoir or something like that, and they go on and post them on Facebook, and then they get 300 likes on that, you know, especially these weddings or senior, but oh my God, you're so beautiful. This is so great. Thanks to at Oddfellow Photography, these pictures turned out amazing. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. great, right? But that's the majority. But then the next biggest percentage is people who are like, yeah, I just Googled it. And then you literally have all five-star ratings. So sometimes it isn't like sitting like Fran and Frank down and be like, our cupboards from Smith's or Kitchen, <laughs> they were the best cupboards we've had and I'm old as fuck. You know, it's like, so it, it might not be that, but like if you can at least get them to even anonymously be like, I trust them, or even if they don't say anything. I've had a few clients that I've sent the Google link to that don't even say anything. There's just five stars. All right, awesome, great. You don't have to say anything, but at least you voted. You know. I know there's businesses out there that are doing like check, making, in, incenting check-ins, in check, uh, incenting reviews. Um, anything that you feel comfortable that your budget, if, and again, I'm gonna take one step back. If your pricing model for what you're offering is where it should be, there should be room or margin inside of that price to allow you to incent certain activity that you want to, you know, have increased. Make sense? So if I already have, if I'm making 40, 50% on it and I want to give whatever my service or product is 5% back, if they go ahead and, and knock a like out on something or check in and show that they're there or they post their own pictures when they're using your product, using your service. Social media is the easiest. Everybody's wanting to show what they're doing these days. There's nothing private. So, yeah, anytime we can leverage them being our advertising agent, that is a no-brainer. Yep. Great question. Does that answer it? It's probably more authentic that Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm going to build off that. So you incentivize it, and you give them something. Mm-hmm. Does it have your name, or does it have their name? Does it mean more to get your name out there, or does it mean more for them to have their name on it, and it came from you? What means more? Happy people. I know the most. answer to that. I'm going to say what their name on it's most important, yep. for sure. Because their circle of reference that you're looking for the referral from is based on them, not on you. So they're the star of the show at this point. They're the rock star up on the stage yep. at this point. So you're letting them invite you up on the stage by putting out there what they did, how they enjoyed it, and where they were at. So driven around each individual person that's participating and each individual client, that's definitely the winner, for sure. Always making people happy. Happy people, if it's them that gets the credit or the shout out or whatever it might be, um, happy people, that's always the answer. Even if it means you taking a back seat or your business taking the back seat in, in any given situation, happy people are always better, I think. 
Has anybody noticed that people are on edge right now? Or have been? Even people that are normally sound, like well thought, based, solid, that normally don't freak out. You know, even, I mean, their arm could get chopped off and they'd be like, oh, crap, we'll take care of that tomorrow. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, mo- even those people are freaking out now. So there's not a person in this room that doesn't have a product or service that can change somebody's day. You don't think so. But right now, the value of being that shining light in amongst all the darkness or the release valve for everybody that's stressing out is priceless right now. I contend that COVID was the best thing that happened to most of our businesses. And you might want to call BS on that. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Because number one, the years prior to that, you could cruise and you could make profits in just about any business the way the economy was cooking. Now we're finding out who's an entrepreneur and who owns their job. Entrepreneur is somebody that creates a business, a system, and a process that works even if they aren't there. Make sense? Owning your job is just nobody's telling you what to do, but you still got to show up every freaking day and do all the work to make a paycheck. Owning your job, entrepreneur. COVID proved us, proved to each of us. We had to do soul searching. I'm going to be honest. I own one of my jobs. I have what my primary income source in my life. I own my job. So when I preach at you, I'm yelling at my ass in the mirror. Something's got to change. That's got to become a system and process so that I can get my ass out of it and still make the money and still deliver customer service. Still know that the people that I love and care about are being taken care of. So we found out over the last two years where we stand. Now we're in a position where if every single thing we go in knowing how our client feels, that they don't know if they have enough money to fill their tank of gas this week, they don't know if they can buy that super uniform that the kid needs for the school, that you know, they don't know where the groceries are coming from this week, I don't know how that house payment's going to get made, my last employee quit, how the hell am I going to still do work? That's where they're at when they interact with us and they call us, in most cases. This is our chance to be a hero. What is the margin for a hero? What is the margin for somebody that takes the pain away, delivers the sunshine in a cloudy day? God damn, I brought you into that. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah, that was good, man. Oh, my gosh. I've honestly never been more proud of you. I should drink more. It's working. I'm not sure that's the answer, but, you know, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, the the point is, you know, again, a blessing that everybody's here. You wouldn't have came tonight if you weren't an entrepreneur. I'm not meaning you're an entrepreneur today. I'm meaning that your goal is to be one. You wouldn't be here tonight if that wasn't where your operating system was, what your DNA. You have entrepreneurship in your DNA if you're sitting here tonight. You have plenty of things better to do than listen to three drunk guys just talk about shit. You know? And Trevor hasn't said shit for like 20 minutes. <laughs> At least. He's smiling. He's freaking smiling, but he hasn't said shit. Yeah, he's nodding, though. He yeah, is nodding yeah. and smiling. All my words came that. out in the first hour. <laughs> yeah. Callan, come on. Come on. Fuel's worth yep. possible. Yeah. Let's make Is there any other questions? This is going cool. A good question, by the way. Any other questions? If not, here's it. The agenda for the last few minutes here, and again, maybe minutes, maybe an hour. Hell, I don't know. We'll see what happens. What time is it? I have no idea. Uh, no clue. Seven, eight. We're good. Yeah, we're doing we're good. So good. Doing good. 
Our babysitter is totally. Yeah, Tim hasn't left and went to bed yet, so we're good. Yeah, he's, yeah. That'll, that'll be my barometer. <laughs> yeah. If we quit now, it just we're pathetic. Uh, so what we want to do is we want to cover sales a little bit. We we know we covered branding a little bit. We covered um, marketing. Uh, marketing a little bit. We want to cover sales. Um, I did have one other question I wanted to deal with first, but at the same time, we also want to take some time and wrap up kind of what we some last thoughts from everybody and kind of wrap up what we talked about. And if there's time, if everybody's interested, if we can come up, um, I think we can rapid fire maybe 10, 12 ways that you can put money in your pocket tomorrow. And if anybody's interested in that shit, we'll talk about it. If you, you know, you got too much else to do tonight, you know, have a nice night. We love you. Is that fair? So the question was that came up was back on ideal client. Ideal client was, you know, apparently we weren't specific enough. So I wanted to share with you my personal ideal client for my financial business. So here is my, this is how specific we get. My ideal client is married. My ideal client has gray hair. It's probably going to be somewhere between the ages of 67 and age 75 at the time that I acquire them. They're going to have a net worth somewhere between five and $10 million. They're going to own a business. They're going to own a farm. They're going to have a minimum of two to three children that they're looking to pass their business or their farm to. They read Successful Farming, Farm Journal, Farm Futures. They read Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Money Magazine, and Forbes. They go out to eat one time per week, and they will only spend $75 or less to do it. They buy Timex or a cheap, generic Walmart watch. They are not into Rolex. They drive an American-made vehicle. They do not drive BMW. They do not spend a ton of money on that. The wife usually carries a Kohl's purse, and she does not carry something, whatever the fancy brands are. Hell, I don't even know. I went Louis there. Vuitton. <coughs> the fact that you know that dude hurts my heart just a little. I'm I, I have to. <laughs> I'm just I saying. Have to. <laughs> my point is, is that I found out in my client base that who would be Facebook fa famous, who would be Google famous, YouTube famous, is not my ideal client. My ideal client is a true entrepreneur a true multi-generational farmer, somebody that has paid the price already, so much so that they will not waste their money on shit that means status because they have a balance sheet. Does everybody know what a balance sheet is? Everybody, balance sheet? Anybody, balance sheet? They manage their life. Ah, that's my girl back there. Yeah. They manage their life via their balance sheet, not off of their W-2. Everybody get the difference? Balance sheet is where wealth is created. It's in what you own, not what you owe. What you make as a salary, even if you make a lot of money, is fleeting. It's temporary. Once you quit working, it's gone. True wealth is owned. True wealth is owned. That is an example of my ideal client. Is that fair? So when you dig apart and you pick out your client, do you have to start there? No, I didn't start there. My first ideal client was somebody who would write me a freaking check. That's where I started when I had no clients, when I had zero clients in, in 2004. Zero clients. Write me a check, you my new homie, for sure, 100%. People who actually pay their bills. Yeah, 100%. So as time grew and as my business grew and as my uh, sophistication as a business manager, as a business owner grew, the definition of the ideal client got more specific. 
the more specific we get, the higher margin, the higher ticket price per sale we're going to get. And I don't care what your job is, if it's luxury, if it's recreation, if it's a good or service, if it's a product, finding your ideal client increases your payday, period, every single time. Or as we say on the farm, work smarter, not harder. Don't try to sell to everybody. Right? I, I know I've heard you say that. I know I I know I've heard you say that. If you try to sell to everybody, yep, 100%. then you're, you're spinning wheels. You're spinning in the mud. Yep. You know? But if you know exactly who you're selling to, it might be scary because it's not 250,000 people. You, yep. might be, you might be selling to 2,500 people. Instead well, you just of- said selling people. Right? You said selling. You've mentioned it twice in this conversation. Correct. I want to switch gears up to selling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of defined it early. Explain like in your business or as a, you know, you provide a service and you also sell product. Sure. What is, what is the sales process? Not, not the branding process, not the marketing process. Now we've done all those things right. We have a, you know, a never-ending funnel of people coming into our business. How do we convert them from, hey, I'm interested, to, hey, here's a big check? Make them believe that you're going to give them an ROI that – make them believe they'll be ROI positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if they're going to hand you $100, you need to make sure that they're going to make $150, $200 back. Um, in, in my experience with sales – uh, I am, I'm not a salesman, but in a sense I am. Um, I create relationships with the people I work with. Uh, I make them comfortable. I make them believe, I, I make them know that when they work with us, they are going to get, um, they're going to get their money's worth, per se. Um, I, I don't have a sales pitch. It's, it's not something I've ever thought about really worried or worried about doing um sales is not my thing but <laughs> it's not it's really not check please you know um <laughs> no listen so so we, we talk about marketing we talk about branding marketing gets them in the door uh it, it creates the first sale the quality product creates the second sale branding i believe creates a relationship that lasts a lifetime done right so justification for the sale absolutely right. mm-hmm. absolutely so when when you ask me i'm not the person to ask sales questions that's just not what i do um that's why i asked you i know i know <laughs> i know you just wanted me to talk <laughs> um but no i i think i think uh your marketing your branding speaks for itself if you provide a quality product you need to sell you don't need to sell the sales are are a product of proper branding and marketing so that so i get i'm gonna summarize what you said you sell without selling you sell without selling okay so a client comes to you you funneled them in they googled you so you just paid 6.95 and everybody just chinged you you probably got you probably got a solid 150 on the credit card right now after the night (laughs) so how what does that conversion process look like from, hey, Tony, we want you to, we've got a signed contract and there's a check in the bank. You guys ready for this? <laughs> no, he's not speechless. 
Here's the secret. He, the freaking music came on when Tony started talking again. Every time. Every time. One night, in the heart of the forest, a band of bold robbers sat around a campfire. And the leader looked around and said, Boys, one of you tell me a story. And the right-hand man, he said, I'll tell you a story, boss. I'll tell you. One night, in the heart of the forest, a band of bold robbers sat around a campfire. And the leader looked around and said, Boys, tell me a story. And the second in command said, I got a story for you, boss. I'll tell it. And he looked around and said, it was a cold, dark night in the heart of the forest and a band of bold robbers. It's a story. Everything's a story. So in order to convert my clients, all I got to do is know exactly what's going to happen. That's all I got to do. They say, we're really looking for a photographer for our wedding and we're looking to spend around like $4,000, $5,000. That's mostly what some of them uh, Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to schedule a phone call with the bride and groom because it's typically the mom of the bride. Let's be real. So the mom of the bride calls me and I say, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to schedule a phone conversation with them. We're going to schedule the engagement shoot. We're going to pick the colors. We're going to pick the location. We're going to pick the props. Wedding day. I'm going to get there at 8 a.m. I'm going to get the hair and makeup. I'm going to get all the bridesmaids having mimosas, laughing. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to the groomsmen. <laughs> They're going to be sitting around. They're not going to be fucking doing shit at this point in the day. But I'm going to get some footage of them, putting on the thing, putting on their watch, getting the jackets on, da-da-da-da-da. Here's the ceremony. Here's the reception. Here's when I leave. Here's exactly what to expect. And I know it at the drop of a hat. Now, I didn't at first, but now I do. So I walk them through the story of where their money is going to lead them and the product that's going to end up in their lap when I'm done with them. I know exactly what's going to happen. And I can tell it to them in a way where they understand it. And uh, it's going to get them excited. I'm not going to be like, well, uh, per the package that your purse is, Mrs. Smith, uh, we're going to get here at, uh, well, yep, 10 a.m. Yep, at uh, St. Joseph's Church. Uh, man, that's so boring. I'm already ready to go to sleep. So I'm like, oh, my God. You guys are gonna love this so much. So like typically what we do, and like I walk them through it, you know, a band of bold robbers. I tell the story and that's it. I make sure they know exactly what's gonna happen and I make sure they know it's gonna be worth their money. Because trust me, I was a musician for a lot of years. A lot of dudes were like, man, this is really good weed, bro. And then it wasn't. So I've been sold some bullshit in my life. You know what I mean? So like, I know what to say to people to be like, hey, this isn't bullshit. This is the real deal. This is okay. You feel good spending money with me. So there's a reason why I had Trevor and Tony go first. One is I wanted you to see that both of these people can sell like lights out, nobody's business. Do you sense two different styles? No. Somebody who says they can't sell, but does massive revenue every single year in his business that he created. Somebody that says he can sell, and God damn, sometimes you just need to shut up and stop because it's already sales already made. So I think for us in here, we have to think about what, what is sales? And Tony illustrates that sales is a transference of energy. Sales is a transference of energy. Can you imagine what Tony brings to the conversation when he talks to a bride and her mother 
about what that's. I mean, I even pretend the the groom's even there. Dude. You don't know. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't you care. You are fucking on the phone. <laughs> I don't Let's care. Be real. Yeah, I don't care. But <laughs> me neither. He's painting a picture. You're telling a story. That's right. But in the story, it's not just elaborate. It's also what words do I use? How many senses can I touch when I speak about what I'm trying to do? How can I verbalize feeling and passion, happiness, sadness, peace? When I have the ability as a business owner to be able to impart all of those feelings through my words to the client, I'm freaking unstoppable. It's sell without selling. You don't have to ask for the business. They're already handing the credit card. Yep. And then you have on the other side somebody like Trevor who's going to sit down with a client and he's going to logically walk them through. They're going to understand from a business standpoint exactly what they're going to have invested, exactly what they expect the rate of return would to be, exactly how much time it's going to take to complete the project, and exactly what, they, what their business is going to look like after using his branding and, and design solutions to create it. Not all clients that buy from Trevor's style would appreciate Tony. The clients in general that would appreciate Tony and be captivated and magnetized towards him will not necessarily buy from Trevor. And that's okay. We all back to our individual ideal client. Trevor's ideal clients are going to gravitate towards him. Tony's ideal clients are going to gravitate towards him. Now, is there a few that sprinkle through of both personality types to go to each one? Absolutely. But sales is absolutely taking energy, taking logic, and transferring that to the client. The second thing that the, um, sales is, is you have to make the client understand that they have, this is what they want to see, their little eeny weeny little teeny credit card and their big humongous mountain of value and happiness and feeling and peace and problem solving they're getting for it. Sales is being able to show them how small their money is and how large the value is. So everybody, when they think about talking face-to-face -face with the client, think about those conversations that you had. I guarantee some of you probably had them today. How did, how did you handle yourself through that? What did you say? Now knowing that those are the things that are imperative to make sure that the sale takes place, could you change the way that you spoke? Could you say the exact same thing, just a little bit different way, always being authentically who you are and true to yourself? Trevor can never be Tony. Oh, fuck, I got it backwards. And Hi, I'm Tony. It's nice to meet you, man. I appreciate Thanks you, man. You are one articulate <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. They can't. So if Tony tries to pretend to be Trevor, epic failure, business is going to suck. No. Trevor tries to be Tony. It's going to be an epic failure. Business is going to suck. You have to be authentically you, transparently you, with all your good stuff and all your flaws, a real human person, just who you are. But you have to find how you can authentically understand each and every client, what motivates them, what keeps them up at night, so that you can use your words to the questions you answer. every. I, bet, I guarantee you when clients walk in, or prospects walk in, you're answering the same dozen questions or less. Every time. Yep. Every freaking time. Take five seconds 
and figure out how to craft a response to that that sounds like you, is authentically you, that paints the picture that needs to be painted to get them to get out of their own way and make a good business decision for them and their families. Does that make sense? Is that what sales is? It's not asking them to sign an order ticket. If that's what you're doing, dude, your business is never going to make it. I'm just telling you. It has to be, we have to get belly to belly again. Yep. Social media has made it to where our client base craves knowing a real person gives a shit. All this stuff has done, been done intentionally. In my mind, politically, we're not going to get into it tonight, I promise. To yeah. separate us. To make us talk to each other via text and email and phone calls. Anything that we can do to deliver that personal touch so that they know who we are, how we think, what we believe, what we stand for, what our family, you know, how our family is important to us. And we can give that to them verbally, how they need to hear it, sell without selling. Is I'll, there, go ahead. I'll add, if any of you at any point through any of this conversation says, yeah, to be a business owner, you just got to be a good person. I don't know what the fuck these guys are talking about. Then you were raised right. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say 100%. That. Just be a good person because it means that you know you have something of value and you know it's good for people if they happen to need that. And you're not going to screw them over. You're not going to massively overcharge them. You were raised right. But some of us, you know, maybe it's not that we weren't raised right, but it's just that, you know, maybe it's a little convoluted. You know, and I, and I think the one thing that's the most difficult as a business owner, can I tell a story? Like I memorized not, it on the way here, man. Just fucking say yeah. All right, so I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Wait, cue music. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, slap the duck. <laughs> Um, all right, so I don't know what I don't know what anyone's beliefs here are. So I'm going to be as general as possible. The Creator had a secret for mankind and womankind. Had a secret, and he didn't want to say what it was, but he knew he wanted them to know it somehow. And he said, "Where can I hide this secret?" And the eagle said, "Let me take it to the moon. I'll hide it there." And he said, "No, no, they're going to make their way to the moon at some point, and then they'll find it there." And the bison, the buffalo, said. Let me hide it in the Great Plains. They'll never find it there. And he said, no, 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 I'm going to crack this. They're, they're, they're going to crack the skin of the earth, and they're going to find it at some point. And then the figure, I don't remember who it was. It was like a mother, mother nature type of figure. said, I know where to hide it. Hide it within themselves. And what was the secret? The secret was that mankind and womankind creates their own reality. We create our own reality. And if... And if the creator hid it within ourselves, this is the last place we'd look. And as business owners, it's up to us to be like overly existential like that. To really look at the world in a macro perspective and be like, man, I'm having trouble in my business. Maybe I should zoom out. Maybe I should slow down. But what do most of us do? How many business podcasts have you motherfuckers watched? I know you have. You've gotten lost in YouTube where it's just like, here's how to sell without selling, and here's how to do this, and here's the top 10 ways you're gonna make a million dollars tomorrow. That's not the case. Most of the time we need to zoom out. That's why the three of us started with what is branding, what is marketing, and what is sales? Because sometimes you need to take it to the first grade level and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do I even know what branding is? Let me look at the Oxford Dictionary version of this. And once you do, it kind of like makes a little bit of sense. But if you get lost in the sea of YouTube and like, here's how to grow a business. Here's how to grow. Like, no, 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 no. 
I think it's important to look within and say, why am I doing this? Is it just because I don't want to have a boss? And be real. Be real with yourself. Because as a musician for 20 years, I can tell you that is exactly fucking why I played music. I didn't want to have a boss, and every time I tried, it was miserable. I couldn't live by somebody else's 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I hated it. I couldn't stand it. But I had to be real with myself and say, why am I doing this? Am I actually providing something of value to people? Something that they actually need or want to get by in their lives? And it took me almost, almost 40 years now. I've been playing music since I was 14. So, 22, 23 years. Still learner. Yeah, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> and all my teachers told me I was so bright, especially my mom. My mom always told me I was so smart. But as it turns out, I'm not. I'm not smart. It took Liar! almost three decades to figure out, man, like I just need to like look within and realize why am I running this business? Is it just because of the money? Is it just because I don't want to work a nine to five? Or is it because I actually have something that people want? And if you can answer that question, everything else we talked about is fucking common sense. But you don't know it's common sense until life beats your ass a little bit. Life's got to beat your ass a little bit. And you got to try to be a business owner. And try to do it your own way. And try to do it without a boss. And life's going to be like, oh, that's cute. Fuck you. Your bills are late. Your bills are late. Your bills are late. Your clients have late invoices. What are you going to do? And if you can make it through that, if you can stand back up from that and say, you know what, no, that's cool, then you're a real entrepreneur. If not, if that kicks your ass and you can't get back up from that, work on your resume. That's, that's, that's my spiel. Is that okay? Oh, preach on, brother. 100%. Am I, am I good? I'm done. I'm done talking now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> I've only got a little bit left. I've only got a little bit left. Yeah. Well said. Well said. No. I think Trevor's, you know, again, knowing Trevor personally, I know Trevor can speak to, you know, whenever you've hit obstacles and stuff in your business, where did you go? What did you do? I mean, it was everybody else's fault, correct? I mean, stupid clients, stupid employees. Never. Uh, any problems you come across, any, uh, any struggles you have, chances are you've created them yourself. Um, once you realize and take ownership of the struggles that you've come across and hmm. I'm not a storyteller like you but, <laughs> but you're so but you're so honest I man. am just be honest okay. man it's believable they believe you more than me yeah. um if you can look into yourself in, inside and say this this shit that I found myself in is because of me accept that and take action, put your foot down and say, fuck you, I'm going to take control. I, I dropped that bomb. Yes. 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 <laughs> take control, great things happen. Um, for me personally, um, 2017 was the toughest year of my professional career. Um, Why? Because I let shit get so bad leading up to that that I found myself at the bottom with one choice. Well, two, but only one in my mind. Get your shit together, figure it out, make it work. Is it weird for me to say, like, be specific? 
Like no money, no prospects, no clients. Like what was it? Like that's 2017. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's yeah. get real. Let's go. Let's get real. Let's go. Hmm. 2017. I re- well, I realized long before that, but 2017 is when I hit the bottom. I was over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Most of that was on a credit card. Um, I didn't have any more money to borrow, and it was either bankruptcy or figure it out. Um, so I was handed a book uh, by my mom, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. If you haven't read it and you are a business owner, it's 100%. You read the damn book. threw it at me last two weeks ago. Yeah, read book. the book. It's in my bag now. That one book changed my perspective on business. It changed my life. Um, And it's all about taking action. It's about setting aside, really it's about paying yourself first, making sure that you're profitable. Every dollar that comes in, a certain percentage goes right to you. And I had not, prior to 2017, given myself a steady paycheck. I mean, it was all, all the money I had went towards really just keeping my employees. And that's why I was in debt. Uh, that's, that's why I found myself where I was. Um, because I, I really, you know when they talk about the, you're in an airplane and, and the oxygen mask come down, to put it on yourself first. Because if you, can't, if, you, if you can't help yourself, you can't help anyone else. And I found myself just helping everyone else. I didn't take care of myself, so I could not take care of the business. Um, profit first, completely flip that around and, and you take care of yourself first. And if you can take care of yourself, you can take care of everything else. Um, I'm rambling. But what, was it, what was it like managing from a position of your bills and your financial needs were being met now versus prior to that, 2017, where everybody else's needs were being met and yours were not? What, was it, what changed in you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, because of that paradigm shift in your way of thinking? What changed in me? Um, I don't Were you able to focus more? Sure. Were you able to focus on the things that actually make the most amount of money? Or was all your time spent, holy shit, running around the yard with your hair on fire? Well, that happens a lot still. <laughs> but, True. but yeah, I mean, it, I, I realized that taking care of myself, taking care of was the only way I could take care of the business. If I was running around wondering how I was going to pay rent next month or, you know, I had the utility companies threatening to shut off power, whatever, um, time spent worrying about that uh, is time spent not building your business and taking care of things that matter. Um, Can I out you? I mean, is it okay? 100%. Go ahead. I'm open okay. book. Ooh. Okay. Um, Okay, everybody sit down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a good one. So you're in 2017. Yep. You got the book from your mom. Mm-hmm. And obviously cash flow at that point is not robust. Sure. It's politically correct. It's shit. Not robust. Yeah. Since yes. when do you care about Yeah. I'm trying to be nice. So what I know for a fact that you spent some money to invest in something. Yes. By, so you took action mm-hmm. when it was totally a crazy decision to make, mm-hmm. 
when everybody else around you probably thought you're ridiculously stupid. Yep. What was that? And what was the results of it? Uh, I hired a business coach. Um, I dropped a ridiculous amount of money, which at the time, knowing what I know now, I, I would have, wouldn't have spent any time thinking about it. And I would just would have done it. Um, I, I hired a business coach, went down to Florida, did some training, uh, took what they had to heart, implemented it. Uh, the business coach was actually a group that's run by Mike McCallowitz, the author of Profit First, um, and uh, put together systems and processes within the business that allowed me to step back and not have to work in the day-to-day -day so much. Um, it allowed me to work on the business. Now, prior to I'm, I'm going, I know you don't like this, but I'm going to blame COVID for setting us back a little bit. I know, I know. Here you go, man. Sorry. I'll drive. We you were set up. Violin. <laughs> we were set up prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I had people in place uh, to be able to delegate the things I needed to delegate so that I could focus on the business. COVID happened, uh, lost three of them, and kind of put me back to, it, it sent me back several years, like a, a, couple, yeah, it's a couple years, let's put it that way. Um, the nice thing is I've been through it. I know what to do now, putting things back in place. And, um, you know, had had I not read Profit First in 2017, I wouldn't be here right now because COVID would have completely wiped me out. Um, you know, didn't take too long to, to implement those those teachings from Profit First from the business coaches. Uh, got out of debt, making money, um, ready to grow and keep going. So I think just, yeah, 100%, 100%. For real, though. Again, as we said, this is not easy shit that we're all doing here today. I mean, this is not stuff that most people succeed at. I mean, we all know the statistic, we've Googled it, that 70, 80% of businesses fail in their first year or two, correct? So it's not easy. The scales are set against us. But it's not just that. We're not where we need to be individually with our skills and our abilities that we need to have to be successful. Trevor found that out, and to his credit, the kind of man that he is, he owned his shit and realized that he was his own problem. It's easy to, you know, again, I, I'm going to defend Trevor, and then I'm going to throw him under the bus, <laughs> but, you know, COVID was the best thing that happened to Trevor long term. Trevor would not have been the entrepreneur he is today, and he, does, he would not have, you know, the scalability that he has today if COVID wouldn't have happened. He did go through and take action, and he did implement systems and processes to create the business. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Because his, his, his system and process that he created wasn't battle-tested. Now it is. Mm -hmm. Right? So here's the, here's the rule, of, rule of the story and the summary for Trevor. Um, I'm speaking for you. I'm sorry. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. It, yeah, my, my pleasure. I'm his smaller younger brother um most importantly there is always an action you personally can take it's never ever ever anybody else's fault nobody else is ever the the answer only you are if you wait for somebody else to come save the day you might as well quit now and go back and get the job right now there's they're hiring everywhere good employees are hard to find you make a good amount of money but if you look in the mirror and you figure out that you're the solution to your problem, and not only deciding that, that's one thing. The second thing is, is not being paralyzed by that. A lot of people really were born to be nine to five employees, and that's okay. 
The world needs them. They're the same as we are. As long as they're doing what they love and they love what they do, life okay. is good. Right? Nothing wrong with it. So, but in this job, it requires us to be more. And to do that, we always have to take action. Always have to take action. Sitting back and being paralyzed because of all the crap going on around us is not a business strategy. It is the guarantee of business failure, 100%. So very crucial today, if you guys are out there and, and the profitability is not what you want it to be, the sales aren't what you want them to be, and the stress level at home with the spouse isn't what you want it to be, you're their fault. You're at fault. It's your problem. It's nobody else's. It's you. You are the solution to the, to the end result that you want to get every single time. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that yeah, very much. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. So I'm going to ask you a similar question because, again, it, it kind of sounds like we're trying to talk people out of being entrepreneurs, and I'm not. We should be, though. It's fucking rough. <laughs> it's fucking rough. You get scars, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in your case, I mean, you invested a few years into another gig. And somehow you had to make a business decision somewhere that after all this time, after all this effort, all this blood, sweat, and tears, I got to pivot or I can't take care of my family. I can't do the things that I want to do. I can't realize the dreams that I have. Tell us that story. Um, let me think about where to start. Let's don't do the insemination thing with your mom. I don't want to hear that again. One time was enough. Once was enough. So a man meets a woman and they <laughs> fall in love. Um, no. Um, look, at the end of the day, if you're an entrepreneur and you really believe that you can start a business, I'm going to ask you one question that's going to separate who can and who can't. Do you like people? Raise your hand if you like people. All right. So anyone who did it, you're not a fucking entrepreneur. Who are you marketing to? Who's going to buy your shit? People! You need to like people. That's it. I can get people to think that I like them. Yeah, but that's But is that sustainable? And if it is... That's not scalable. If it is, then you're a great actor. And you're... Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you're better than, you're better than Chris Rock. Oh, that was crazy as an octave. That's the craziest Oscars ever. Um, so <laughs> you need to like people. Be <laughs> oh, I've been dying to. I've been lottery strain up here. Lottery Keep Eric's tricks. name out of your mouth. No. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, we done? <laughs> yeah, man, dude, yeah. It's a good joke. It is a great joke. It's, it's yeah. a great joke. Yeah. I like it. Um, if you like people, that's who you're marketing to. If you want to start a business, if you want to, if you want to make your own way and not have to like clock in under somebody else's name and have them send you a W two, W two, right? Thanks, Tracy. Uh, I'm not very smart when it comes to that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, yeah, they, if you don't like people, then go work for somebody else. If you do like genuinely love people. And you love like watching their facial expressions, like how their eye twitches when they say certain things, or like when they're happy, when they're not. You're an entrepreneur. You are. Because you know how to like make them feel comfortable spending money, and you love them so much that you're not gonna fuck them over. That's it. So I'm That's gonna re-ask the question real quick. Tony, you spent a lot of years in a certain industry. 
and then all of a sudden, you know, you had to make a decision. All right, to pivot. all right. That's the question everybody fucking asks me, and I always avoid it. I was a musician for a lot of years, and then I worked at the Chamber of Commerce. Kelly will tell you. Um, that's where I met a lot of you at, actually. And I loved it. I really did. I felt like we were making a difference in the community, making this place a better place to live and work and all that stuff. Um, but COVID showed that everything is fragile. Anything can change in a moment. So I wanted to be able to offer something that seemed like it would matter no matter what was going on. And uh, if somebody's getting married, if somebody's graduating high school, if somebody's about to get married and they really want to make their husband horny, uh, I do a lot of different types of photography. Don't question it. Just take my word for it. Um, samples? The sam oh. Samples at oddfellowphoto.com. I have business <laughs> cards. I'll give them to you. Um, yeah, it, it, I had to pivot. And the reason I had to pivot was... Um, we know the reason I had to pivot. I pivoted. And I had no shame about it. I didn't question it. I was a musician for 20 years. And when I found my biological father, which is a whole Jerry Springer episode on, on its own, um, I found out that I'm like seventh generation musician. And I just happened to be a musician without knowing him, right? For 20 years of my life. That was everything. I've toured everywhere. Literally, I've, I've bumped shoulders with the Grammy winners. I've rolled joints with them. I've done other things with them that's not PG-13. Darren, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been a crazy musician. I, I really was, and I thought that was my life. But then COVID happened, and nobody was going anywhere. And so this is a lesson for any entrepreneur in here, any business owner in here. COVID happened, and nobody was going to bars. <gasps> Nobody's going to wineries. Nobody's going to house concerts. Uh, what are we going to do? I literally lost like at least 13, I'm picking a number, random number, but at least $13,000 that year. Like that I would typically make from just playing music for people. Tips in the jar, payment from the bars. It was bad. It was really, really bad. But I just, that was flexible. Because who cares? Who cares? Look at, uh, how do I put this in a way that makes sense to you people? Yeah, you people. <laughs> yeah, you people. <laughs> Last week it was 60 degrees. Today it's 29. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Business is going to change. Your clientele is going to change. The people who want your product, the people who don't, it's going to change. You're either going to adapt to it or you're not. And so I had to change. And luckily I had a girlfriend who was like, yeah, I'm a model. I've worked with a lot of photographers. And I was like, yeah, I can probably do I don't know. And then she's like, buy a camera for family vacation. So I did. I bought a Target camera, and I'm an open kind of person. That's the segue to this next segment of the story, <laughs> which is I bought a camera, I took about four pictures, and I was like, I like this. I'm gonna try to make money off of this. Yeah, all right, here we go, let's go. And without, and without that open-mindedness and flexibility, because that's what we talked about when I was on your mm -hmm. Street Smart Business podcast, was flexibility. That's Anybody who asks me anything, they always ask me the same question. They're like, oh, so uh, you were a musician and then you went to photography. What are the parallels? There aren't any. You're, if you're a painter, you're a painter. If you're a photographer, you're a photographer. If you're a musician, a musician. Movie maker, a movie maker. Chef, a chef. But the one thing that saves people on earth is flexibility. There could be a flood tomorrow. 
A comet could come and wreck everything that you know. Are you flexible or are you not? Are you going to be like, man, I had everything going right for me, and then this comet came, and then, like, ruined everything for me, and then, like, I just, like, couldn't, so I called my mom, and I was on the phone for, like, four hours, like, fuck you. Fuck you. That's what God says. If there is a God, I'm telling you. He's like, fuck you. Quit whining. That's what I tell my kids. I don't say fuck you, though. I just say, like, quit your crying. Quit your crying. If you're a business owner, it's going to get bad. It's going to get really, really bad. You're going to wonder how you're going to pay your bills, wonder how you're going to pay your employees, wonder who's going to come through the door at the slowest times of year. But like, are you flexible? Can you make it work? Are you bendable? Can you figure out a way to go? That's what separates entrepreneurs from people who just don't want to have a boss. So you have to put yourself in one of two categories. Are you an entrepreneur or are you somebody who just doesn't want a boss? If you're somebody who just doesn't want a boss, Work on your resume. And there Work we have it resume. again. But if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. You're going to find a way to make it work. You're going to find a way to make it through. Does that make sense? 100%. Whatever. All right, thank you. Now, is there anybody that has any questions on sales stuff? I mean, sales seems to be the, the holy grail of uh, anxiousness and stuff out there. You know, how, how do we get somebody, once we get them in the lock the door, walking through the door, how do we make sure that we get the money? Anybody have any questions on that? That's cool if you don't. So, I think the, the biggest thing in sales, everybody is in sales, no matter what you're doing. You sell yourself every day to other people on mm -hmm. how they like you, how they interpret you. So, yeah, so we're going to give marriage advice here, and Tim pointed it out because we knew we, met, we missed it. Or relationship advice, I guess I should say it that way. We talked about. You know, when we meet the client or a prospect, that we have to be able to verbalize that we understand exactly how they feel. All the emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly, and we can verbalize to them and prove to them that we authentically care about it. Sales is being able to put that message out that we care and then offering a solution to just listen and, and, and let that person vent. Or if they're looking for a solution, being able to offer it and have credibility with the solution because they know it's coming from true understanding from exactly where they are. And the other point that Tim made, and I think we're going to have to put him on the payroll, is that everybody is in sales. So if you're in a business that has a receptionist, um, if you're in a business that has a secretary, an accounting person, a billing person, accounts payable person, each one of those people are in sales. And they're representing your brand and how they do business, how they talk to your vendors, how they talk to your clients and prospects. Every single person in your organization is in sales. So your strategy as the entrepreneur, the person that's setting up systems and processes to make margin for yourself, is to make sure you have a strategy that you actually put thought into. If a vendor calls accounts payable, how is that handled? You know who's a good advocate when shit hits the fan like COVID? Vendors. The people that are trying to stay in business and they need you to help do it. They've got a vested interest in your success, and they have a lot to lose in your failure. So having a strategy of how to talk to them other than, yeah, hey, I mailed that check. It's on the way three weeks ago, and it still hasn't got there yet. There's a strategy involved. So making sure that when we talk to all these people, everybody in our life, kids, parents, spouses, significant other, life partner, whoever that person is, how politically correct of you. 
Dude, I'm trying. I'm, I'm a softer and gentler you, Eric. No, that's on. Yeah, that's not a lot. Um, but honestly, truly, the, to get anything that you need or want in life, to be able to get people and truly help them, they have to understand that you know them. So you are in sales. Sales is nothing more than being able to authentically replicate exactly how they feel, what scares them, and what the solution is. And by having a significant brand, a solid foundation, marketing them you know, honestly and authentically, you already have credibility when they walk through the door. Sell without selling every single time. Now, we can summarize, or do you want to go ahead and we want to rapid fire some money makers for these guys, or what do you want to do? I was going to say, how many people know, do you sell goods? Raise your hand. Do you sell goods, items, things that people can buy and take home and put in a place? Items? Items? How many people sell services where they go and they experience a thing? Okay. Some people might be a blurred line, items and services. Um, but I don't know if we covered it. But we started this whole thing with like defining terms of like, what is branding? What is marketing? What is selling? And that's not an accident. Like Eric asked Trevor and I, what was it? Tuesday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Can't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it really was. It was last week. It was a very long time ago. Um, but he asked us, and then, of course, according to the world, according to Eric, we both had very wrong answers. Um, <laughs> son of a True story. <laughs> um, but I, I think the, the most important thing is, is that you know when to zoom out. It's so easy to get lost. Sometimes you just got to zoom out and be like, what is this in the macro? In the most simplest kindergarten, first grade terms, what is it that I'm actually trying to do? And then it might cure some anxieties. How many people have felt anxiety around their business? Stress? Depression? I don't see a lot of hands, but I see a lot of nodding heads, which means <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I ain't raising my hand, but fuck yeah, brother. Um, so I, I think it, it, that's, that's why we're here. It's not because like, we feel like we know more than you. Maybe Eric. I'm just kidding. You know, he knows probably better than anybody. I've I've consulted I've consulted him, you know, consulted him on like, what was it like when you were at your lowest, you know? Have you ever declared bankruptcy or have you ever really disappointed a client? And you know, I've I've had those serious questions for him, um, and that's kind of why we're doing this. This is like a trial run, right? Mm -hmm. Just to be really clear and transparent, this is like a trial run. Do we want to do this again? Should we do it again? Hands up. Should we do it again? Does it feel valuable? Does it feel like something that's like good for people? Because that's what really matters to us. Like, I don't care if you're ever like, hey, Tony, I need some pictures and video of my products and services. I don't care. I mean, I kind of do. Uh, I do have business cards if you're interested. <laughs> um, but if not, like, if, if you go in tomorrow and you're like, yeah, you know what? Fuck, those guys are right. I'm going to Google my way to success. Like, okay, great. Awesome. But, um, I think at the end of the day, if, if you know who you are, everything we've said has made perfect sense to you. If you know who you are and what your business sells, everything we've said makes perfect sense. Does that seem like a valid, no, 100%. valid point? But if you don't know who you are, then I think that's, then, then that's why we're doing this. Okay. So. Do you have anything that you want to summarize, Trevor, that you think is an absolute takeaway that you want people to make sure that they... Uh, take with them today when they leave? So, if 
it's a summary or if it's just something else to think about. Um, as an entrepreneur, you have to, you don't have to, I, welcome failure. Because through failure, you learn who you are. And if you're, if you're wondering who you are and, and what you believe, fail. You'll figure it out. Um, failure is something, you know, we'll go back to 2017. Big failure. Um, a lot of little failures that led to a big one. Um, but having gotten through that and, and knowing that, you know, if you just take the right actions, you put your foot down and you decide, you make that decision, um, I welcome failure now. It, it, we've talked about this several times. Um, it, it, I look for it. I, it I'm weird, but I, I really enjoy it um, because without it, I, I, the growth isn't there. Um, it puts me in a spot where I'm uncomfortable. I freaking hate talking in front of people. So, you know, this did is you get that? this is something. Did you I would have had no idea. No. Yeah. No. yeah. Well, Cue music. I don't like it. Um, but I know that I need to do it. I need to put myself in that uncomfortable position. Not that it's, I've considered myself a failure tonight because I'm sure I've mm -hmm. spouted out some it, gold. Dude. But uh, I love you. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. Um, you know, put yourself in an uncomfortable position. Fail. Find out who you are. That the failure. There's no. There's no faster way to find out who you are until you fail. Um, and and if you're a true entrepreneur, you're gonna fail a hundred times or more, for sure. It, it, there's. It's just a bunch of failures. Followed, course correct. Followed by course correct. Yeah. I mean, you course correct and you fail again. Mm -hmm. You course correct. Does this sound like a sermon to anybody else? <laughs> That's what it is. But so, for business, not life. It is. So. Well, to summarize, too, is I want to, first of all, go ahead, Ken. Can I add something? Yeah. Um, to bounce off of what Trevor's saying, and this is the only other dual respect. Trevor and I went into business one year apart, I think. Yeah. Because I was 08, you were 09. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, so I've seen, and we share each other's process through the whole ups and downs and everything. It's not only the failures, the growth. He talks about 2017, like, you know, third time tonight. 2017 for Trevor is the first time I ever heard him, um, what we talked about at the beginning, uh, that elite client or that optimum client. 2017 is the first time he ever told clients no, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think he gives himself the respect he deserves. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to me. 100%. We have to take the wins. Mm -hmm. Because everybody in the room tonight, and again, I, I want to give you a heartfelt thank you truly for spending time with us and let us drink in front of you and, and curse repeatedly. Um, but truly, I have props out of you, out, out to you. You guys are my people, for real. Mm -hmm. I mean, until you've walked the walk of a business owner and entrepreneur, you just don't get it. You know, it's soul-crushing on days, but yet it's heaven-viewing on others. You know, it, it's the best of the best. It's the chance to truly be free and truly be who we were meant to be when we were created way back in the day. When mommy met a nice guy. 100%. So I want to let you know that no matter what, any of us here are at service to you at your beck and call. If we can help make your life easier or help make a change for you. Or if nothing else, if you just borrow from our mistakes and our failures. Um, that alone, don't do it yourself. Learn from us dumbasses who are willing to run into the brick wall a hundred times to figure out the one way that actually works, for sure. 
So I appreciate you. Thank you very much. We're definitely going to do this again. We're going to have other, pro, uh, other topics, may have different speakers, who knows. Um, but if there's a demand for it, we'll definitely do it if it helps out. So I want to wrap up. We've been going for probably a couple hours now. I have no so, idea what time it is. No, no clue whatsoever. Yep. But I want to give these people something. Because, again, if they just come today and you come and listen, have some wings and some beer, and you don't do shit tomorrow about it, you wasted my time and yours. You wasted my freaking time, my bar tab, and my wing tab if you don't do something freaking tomorrow. There's got to be something here that was valuable that you can implement tomorrow. You ain't all got it figured out because I don't have it figured out and these guys don't have it figured out. We just have taken a lot more at-bats and struck out a lot more times than most. That's how we can stand up here and say that we know what doesn't work. Publicly. Publicly. Because we know we've figured it out by failing miserably over and over again. I've said a million times, and I've told these guys, and they know it for sure, I have truly failed in my life more than I've succeeded. I have failed more in my life than I've succeeded. Easily. But without the failures, I wouldn't have had the successes. And the successes were bigger than the failures. So we're not sitting up here talking like we're all that, like, like we're super-duper experts, like we have it all figured out and you guys are dumb. It's not it at all. It's us with a compassion and a servant's heart to the entrepreneur that if we can make the next step for any of you, whatever that next step is, no matter if it's a big, huge step, a small step, if you're just getting started, you've been in it for 40 years, and you're just making some changes. If we can help assist in making that step, then tonight was 100% worth it for sure. But what I want to do now is, again, this is unscripted, like the whole night has been, if you couldn't tell, um, is what I'm going to come up with as many as we can do rapid fire, things that you can take home, do tomorrow, that will put money in your checkbook in the next few days. Okay, Tony, you got your freaking <laughs> notes out. You go first. <clears throat> 12, uh, we're talking about actionable items? Yep, something you do tomorrow. Something you could do tomorrow, though, put money in the bank. It's not the one that I want to say, but it's the one that I know is true. Is uh, Let me take you back to my time as a musician. I uh, asked you that like freaking 20 minutes listen, ago, dude, and you never answered. I talk about that shit on my own time, okay? On my own time. On my own time. Wings, please. I taught myself... <laughs> I've taught myself how to play music. I play over 20 instruments. You name it, I probably play it except for bagpipes and violin. Those are the two mm. I don't play. But you, anything else, I probably play it. Um, it just takes time. And if, if I could give you anything that actually means something to you, it would be that, like, it's all hard. Like, if you're like me, if you work for somebody else and they're like, yeah, go clean the bathroom. <laughs> if you're like me, there's that little Jiminy Cricket, only it's like Jiminy Cricket's like evil twin in your head that's like, I'll fucking clean the bathroom. Fuck you, I don't clean the bathroom. Do you know who I am? I don't clean bathrooms. Like that's the voice in my head, which is very dangerous. Um, if you're like me at all and you want to pave your own way, like, it's hard too. It's just as hard as somebody else telling you what to do, what time to be there, how you do it, no matter what your best judgment says it is. Like, because I'm a millennial, for better or for worse, and I know some of you are as well, 
So let me just tell you, like, it's just as hard. It's just as shitty to do it on your own as somebody to tell you what to do. The only difference is, is that you're the only one who can be held accountable. That's the one distinguishing feature. And I prefer that than feeling like something went wrong and I have to blame somebody else for it. Does that make sense? Please raise your hand so I know and I feel validated. Thank you very much, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I don't wanna blame somebody else. I wanna know that like, if something went wrong, it was absolutely positively my fault. Not mismanagement, not like CEOs or whatever it might be. Like, and if, and if I could give some actionable item that's gonna actually make you money, here's the money, here's the part where he actually asked me. I said my own thing first. Now, to answer your question, Eric, um, <coughs> the Lord. <laughs> finally, the only thing that matters, the only thing, for four or 5,000 years, because when I looked up the term marketing and market, it goes back about 4,700 years. It's a long time. The only thing that's ever mattered is, are you a good person? Do you like people? Do you like talking to people? Do you like helping them out? Do you like hooking them up with something that like actually makes their life better? If you do, then I got a surprise for you. Small business is for you. If not, sell drugs. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Trevor, anything that you can give tonight that would be an actionable item that people can go to work on and put money right back in their pocket? Yeah. It's what, it's what did it for me. Um, pick up a book. There is Amen. infinite knowledge out there. Amen. And you've said it time and time again, how much does it cost to go to college? Thousands, tens, twenty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000. A book is like 14 bucks. And if you take one thing away from a book, it's worth way more than 14 bucks. But um, to piggyback off that, if you don't act on those things none of it matters if you you can have all the knowledge in the world but if you don't put your foot down and act fuck off i mean it's not gonna happen nothing's gonna happen for you if you don't make it so do you help do resumes for people that don't act <laughs> that just fuck up just rip it in half. <laughs> there you go there you go has everybody got their phone out they got their note app open because this shit's about to get real here we're gonna make some money for reals okay so here we go. We're going to rapid fire through a bunch of them real quick, if you're ready. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so no, tomorrow morning, first thing, 9 o'clock, whatever time you get to business, whatever time your clients are awake and at their business, I want you to call your best client first thing tomorrow morning. First thing tomorrow morning, I want you to ask that client what you can do to serve them today, what you can do to help them today, and what problem are they deal dealing with today that you can be of service in, in making a solution for. Make that one phone call. If I say nothing else for the next five minutes, that one there will put money in your pocket. Guarantee. Second thing, I guarantee you have one ideal client, one prospect, one person that you've always wanted to do business with that you don't do business with. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock when you're done servicing that first client, I want you to call that one person, the one that is pivotal, that is crucial to your scalability and your profitability of your business, and you give them a call tomorrow. If you don't freaking call them, it's horseshit. 
I'm telling you, if you make that contact right now, outbound, every other business owner, your supposed competition is underneath their desk right now shaking because they can't get employees. They can't get product. You know, whoever's president, the taxes suck. Inflation blows. The fuel price is high. They're not being proactive. Call your number one client. Call your number one prospect. Tomorrow morning, the very first thing you do. It's the most important thing you have to do all day. Any questions so far? I didn't see anybody typing notes and shit. What the fuck? Can I add something? Go ahead. I mean, we're, it's, it's at the end. Right, yeah. We're improving. Um, <laughs> Just as now? A, as a musician, do you know what question I ask my friends more than any other one? Who has the cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> other, other than that one... And, and P.S. If you're in the band, it's usually free. Um, so, the other thing that I would say is find people you can bounce ideas off of. The number one question I usually asked was, "Can I play a song for you?" Something I've been working on, sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks. I would look at somebody and I would say, "I've been working on this for a little bit," which meant like four weeks. Uh, we're gonna for a little bit. Can I like play it for you? Just like see what you think. If you are a small business owner, find other people that are similar to you. They don't have to be exactly the same and just be like, I've been operating my business like this. And that's honestly where we've developed a lot of this stuff with Ken who's in the audience, Darren who's in the audience, Callum who's in the audience, Ali who's in the audience. Like, man, having people to bounce ideas off of has been the single greatest gift of my life. Because if I write a shitty song, and I play it for just your average Joe, they'd be like, yeah, man, that's pretty cool, dude. You wrote that, man? That's awesome. But if I play it for another musician, they're going to be like, yeah. It's all right. So number three. It's different. Number three. You named it. You, you, you actually caveat right, right to me. Kicked it right off. Is start a mastermind group. You have to have in your circle of influence three, four, five different people that are living the exact same life you're living, struggling with the exact same crap that you struggle with every day, no. has the exact same crap keeping them up at night. You don't have to be competing. You don't even have to have complementary businesses. But you still are dealing with the same stuff. Start a mastermind group. Get together once a month. Trust each other. Vent to each other. Let them know your sins. Let them know where you struggle. Let them know where you succeeded. Share every working technique or strategy that you've come up with and have the joy and the fun of watching them succeed using what you sacrificed to learn. Number three, so that's happening tomorrow, correct? We're taking action. Number four, take a look at, this is a simple one. We're going to get nuts and bolts here real quick. Every single one of you are in a business or own a business or participate in a business. So what do you have right now that you're now a business owner? You have, the magic word is liability. You now have some stuff. You now are sacrificing your home, your personal credit, and all your kids' future earnings by opening your place of business. Take a second. Sit down with your insurance agent and find out exactly how much liability coverage you have. Add up your assets, everything that you own. Add up and subtract everything that you owe and find out what your net worth is. Your liability coverage should equal at least that net worth amount. Otherwise, you're self-insuring. Does that make sense? 
So if you get sued, is, one thing COVID taught us is once in a lifetime lightning strike events are happening more often than they've ever happened before. I don't even consider it lightning strike now. We consider it Tuesday, <laughs> right? So prepare yourself. We have a society out here that is looking for an easy way out. They, they perceive that you are the easy way out. Make sure you're protected. Do we have anybody that has a business entity out here? An LLC, LLCs, okay. Make sure, I know this is gonna stretch it here a little bit, make sure you actually have an operating agreement. If you do not have an operating agreement, you do not have an LLC. You do not have liability protection afforded by an LLC. All you have is an Articles of Incorporation with the state of Ohio that says that nobody else has your name, and that's it. That's what you have. So if the shit hits the fan, something goes south, and you want to rely on your entity to protect your personal assets or firewall business assets from personal assets, you will fail miserably. The opposing attorney is going to be the first thing they're going to ask for. Let me see your operating agreement. Secondly, if you have an LLC and you have partners or there's other owners, a spouse, a girlfriend, whatever, life partner, um, if you have any other owners of shares, then you also need to have separate books and records, separate tax return. You can't be going to Walmart or to the bar, coming here to Bluto's hometown and buying shit on the corporate card unless it's an authentic business expense. The second thing an opposing attorney is going to do is say, let me see your books and records. I want to make sure that you are an arm's length, separate business entity that is not just commingling personal cash. It looks to me like you're just having an LLC to try to get out of paying my client a whole bunch of money. Are you actually acting like one? If you don't have separate books and records, if you have multiple ownership unit shareholders and you do not file a separate tax return, you are not an LLC. If you're as overwhelmed as I am right now, hire a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> so these are things here, very simple things. It sounds complicated, but it's simple. Something you all can do tomorrow. You want to talk money in the bank? Have this shit wrong once and then find out if that couple minutes to check stuff out. Pull that crap out of the filing cabinet where the spiders have been laying babies in it for the last couple years. And check it out and make sure it's right. Last thing, do you want me to stop or you want me to keep going? Because there's some good shit here. I, I can keep going. Keep going. I'm, okay. I'm into it. But. Does anybody have a 401k plan, a simple IRA plan, a traditional IRA plan, a, you know, life insurance policy, anything like that? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. So it's always good, always smart to make sure we check the beneficiaries that are on that policy. Some of us decide that we don't want to be with our spouse anymore. And yet we don't take the time to change the beneficiary. I have delivered checks to exes that were very tickled, not necessarily that the ex passed, but that they were able to receive a nice beneficiary check because somebody didn't do the necessary items, dot the I's, cross the T's, to make sure they were being professional and handling their business. Is that enough? Or you want to keep going? Anybody? Go, go, go. Try no, it out, man. Oh, this is important. Don't, don't. If they're bored, they'll leave, dude. Okay. 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 So let, let's keep let's keep rolling. There, there's there's a few more here. How many people drive a car? Okay. So double check on your liability insurance on your auto policy. What is the biggest? What is the most frequent thing that you do that puts you most exposed to have a lawsuit? Driving the car. Driving the car. Driving the car. Guess what? Ninety-four percent of Ohioans have is their liability coverage on their car. 
state minimum. State minimum. So no matter what, remember we just talked about business liability insurance? Same thing happens for our car where we're out actually driving, some of us with a little more to drink than others, that we have to make sure that we have the liability coverage in place that covers at least our net worth. Net worth. Homeowners insurance. I don't even sell insurance, dude, so I'm just telling you. I, I have no dog in this fight. Homeowners insurance. What's the, what's the state average? Anybody want to have an idea? Liability insurance on a home policy. $275,000. I got renters, so I don't know. Cue music. I'm working on it, man. Okay. So same, same exact story. Make sure that you have enough liability coverage on your homeowner's policy to make sure you cover your net worth. They make this funny, sexy little thing out there called an umbrella li liability policy. It's very inexpensive. If you have your car insurance and your homeowner's insurance with the exact same insurance company, you can get an inexpensive million, two million, three million dollar liability coverage for a couple hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars a year that adds that coverage so that you're covered. So you're not self-insuring. When that lawsuit happens, um, all states gonna roll in, State Farm's gonna roll in, Nationwide's gonna roll in, Progressive's gonna roll in, Geico's gonna roll in, and they're gonna write the check for the amount that they owe. And then they're gonna take their shit and go home. You're on, the, you're on the ticket for the rest if you don't have your stuff structured properly. Now, here's the last thing, and I'm going to wrap it up because everybody's kind of getting starry-eyed, is how many people have wills? Okay, great. Congratulations, you all. You're going to probate. I love it. Anybody have financial power of attorneys, uh, medical power of attorneys, um, living wills, a trust? Anybody? Trust? Okay. So... I just went through the experience here in the last year. Um, my, uh, I gotta say this, this is public record, now it's going on recording. My uncle passed. And of course his dumb nephew wasn't smart enough to give advice apparently on how he should be structured. So he's in a hospital, critical medical decisions based on his life were having to be made. No medical power of attorney, no next, I mean the closest next to kin was my dad. He had no spouse, had no kids. So we had the, the medical institution, which is fine, making his medical decisions for him. So he made a choice by not making a choice of who was going to decide when he was at his weakest, when he was defenseless, and he could not make his own business decision. He made a decision without making a decision who that was going to be. So I'm here to tell you, if you have a loved one, a life partner, a spouse, kids, make sure that you have your business handled. It's the same thing that Trevor said earlier when he said that, you know, on the airplane, when the oxygen mask drops, you're supposed to put yours on first because you can't help anybody else. If you can't take care of your own business decisions and take care of your personal legal obligations and, and, and legal documents, you can't help anybody. You're creating a problem for them. Who do you want to have make those life-changing decisions? How do you want assets to travel from you to your kids or from you to your spouse? There's big implications and big cost to not making those right decisions. Is that cool? Did somebody get something they can write down that they can actually freaking do tomorrow? And how many people are going to get up and the first call is going to come from a client or something going freaking wrong and you're going to fall right back into the same habitual bullshit that's making you no money and not getting you to where you want to be? Tonight's the night. And again, it sounds like I'm asking you to come up to the altar call at the church and give your life to Jesus. What I'm actually asking you to do is take action for your freaking self for once. 
do the things that have been laid out here tonight. Um, and if you have any questions, I guarantee Trevor, um, Tony, myself will help do anything that we can. The Chamber of Commerce is here with Kelly Lippis, huge resource to help out. The key to it is, is don't do it yourself. Don't sit there and wallow and suffer. The easiest way to get out of this is to ask for help and to get it from people that you can trust. In my lowest point financially in my life, I struggled with the what seemed at the time an impossible uh, problem. And that went on for almost a year. Because I'm stubborn, I had ego, and I was embarrassed that I was in the situation I was in. The minute I made one phone call, it was literally 47 days from the time I made that phone call till the problem was solved. Had to get out of my own way. I had to remember I didn't have all the answers. I had to remember I'm really good at what I do, but I'm not good at everything. And I had to reach out and find somebody I trust and believe in to help me. And that happened. Any closing words, guys? You nailed it. Can I <laughs> say one thing? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I think I'm talking to Eric and, and Trevor and Kelly came into Tabudos and, and approached us on doing things for them, or for us, okay? And so, if anybody would have known Bluto's five years ago, okay, the outside looked like hell. We had no type of coordination on different things. We were a sports bar and grill, which we weren't because we had Browns games on, okay, when, when TV was on. They came in and talked to us about different things and made a huge impact. Our outside now is all branded because of Trevor, okay? made a huge impact on everything that, we, that we, we did. Everything that we have is all branded in here now, too. So it's a whole, I'm, you can dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, if you do have questions, you, do, you don't believe exactly maybe what they said, it, it makes an impact to your business. So please keep in mind what they've said. It makes a, makes a big difference in your whole impact. I will now tip you very highly when I leave. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Thanks for being part of this craziness. Um, if you have any feedback, we'll listen to everything. What sucked, what was good. Get with one of us. Let us know because we'd like to do it again if there's value to it. And we appreciate you all for spending your evening with us tonight. Thank you so much.